PlayStation, you suck. Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome to the Achievement Hunting 101 podcast, your premier achievement hunting community. This is Level 14. We have an awesome show for you guys tonight, but before we get to that, let's introduce who will be joining us. First up, we have Michelle, or Maychark. Did I get it? Oh, yes, Whoa. you did. We need to like enter some <laughs> celebratory sounds unlocked. in post-production. <laughs> awesome. Yes, I am here. <laughs> Next is L, aka Big L. How's it going? Wow, you pronounced my name correctly. Finally. Oh yeah. So okay. Yeah. Well, you know, I have to. I have to mispronounce someone's name. I can't get it all perfect. That's not how this goes. We're we are not professionals here. Is there anyone else here? Well, yes, there is. And lastly, as always, we have with us is Corey, the rocker dude, fifty twelve. How's it going, buddy? See, I'm not the rocker dude. I'm just rocker dude. So that's how he messed me up. So there we go. Right on par. One time, I swear I will get this right. And it's five zero one two. But uh, I'm doing good. <laughs> Yeehaw, cowboy! <laughs> After I get everyone's names correctly, we can end the show. So we'll have a long time before that happens. <laughs> But first, as always, let's go right into our proclamation point. L. Proclamation point. Okay, L wants a BX. That? That's cool. Not bad. It was like Vince McMahon, man. No. Yeah, I definitely heard metal lead singer too. I'm, I'm with you there. <laughs> but if you can read them off, Corey. Koosh Moose has a triple milestone in our list here. He is now in the top five thousand of the Gamer Score leaderboard. Over all of TA, I believe. He has also hit 450,000 TA and at the same time, 10,500 achievements unlocked. Good job there. Way to go, Koosh. Awesome, Koosh. Uh, Chin Doctor has two proclamations on this list. He's reached 600,000 gamer score and 19,250 achievements won. Not bad. Nicely done. Damn. We're shit. staying in the land down under. And Professor Pluto has reached a new milestone of 10,750 achievements won. It's a lot of achievements being unlocked here. UHH helps. <laughs> yeah. Tropan has unlocked 13,500 achievements. Yeah. Alrighty. Let's keep this shit going. <laughs> Anyone else with an achievement one milestone? As I skim through the list, Elroy OMJ has 12,500 achievements unlocked, and that'll round that one up. (laughs) A couple people left. Awu, currently on a 1,300-day achievement streak. That's pretty good. How many years is that, Kenny? Nice. Uh, Math, a couple. All right. (laughs) Um, Toad-style Venom. It has hit a million fifty thousand TA, so that's pretty good. Nice, awesome. That's a lot. Kingsman twenty six twenty five has completed one hundred and seventy five games. That's pretty good. And last but not least, uh, actually two of them. We'll save the best Woo! for last. Uh, Big L Woo! is now in the top fifty for New York TA. 
Good job there, nice. buddy. Nice. Do you, do you know how much TA that is off offhand? Not a blessed clue. All right. Well, good job regardless. <laughs> and the last person on this list is the rocker dude, 5012. Uh, he made the top 100 for gamer score in Tennessee. Catching Very up to nice. Elroy nice. there. Very nice. You got to pass that other. Yeah. Yeah, that happened right after I hit 165,000. So that's currently the Tennessee threshold for top 100. Oh, man. That hey, Corey. Yes. Corey. I got another one, too. You missed it. Not on the list, but go ahead. It's on the list. No. Uh, oh, Big Hell apparently has uh, completed 300 games. Yeah. Good job. Good job. Right. Good job. That's, that's a legit one. Good job. Uh, how many games are on your tag? Uh, 301. Wow. That's fantastic. <laughs> that's like really 30 times the completions of uh, Mr. Poof over here, probably. <laughs> Three... <laughs> Something like that. Um, and L. Actually, after three, I am quiet, Foof. Go ahead. Don't you want to know what my 300th completed game what was? What was your 300th completed what was game, L? I don't remember. Was it North? Actually, it was uh, Conan Exiles. Oh, that doesn't Yay, count. Yay, free games. Yay, free right. games. It's an 80 to 100 hour completion, dude. Oh, okay. Really Very impressive. Arduous. You're pro. Thank MLG. You. To answer Michelle's question, I have. 693 games on my tag. It's pretty good. And 647,000 TA. And 500 of those games are wrestling games. Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I wish. (laughs) But I got my half-naked guy fixed with Conan Exiles. Thank you very much. Oh, you decided to go the nude route. Well, the half-nude route. Oh, my. Yeah, I have some standards. All right, all right. (laughs) Who did you? Uh, who helped you with the co-op achievement? Dare I ask? <laughs> who helped me? I helped like eight did people. You? Man, came to Big Al. Yeah, that's good. I did it first with Kush of the Moose, actually, and we realized it pops for both people. So I was telling people to to pair up and do it, but nope, I wound up helping a good six or eight people. What a good boosting czar you you have been for us. I am awesome. You're so nice. I know. Um, did. Uh, either of you guys do Conan as well? I'll go first. Uh, I, my game share partner bought Conan and preview, so as soon as the achievement hit back in May, I tore that thing up. Nice, Kenny. I didn't have Xbox Live. What? Wait, what? Yep, I my live ran out, so I couldn't do <laughs> what? it. Okay, okay, that actually, was real okay. Nice. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> uh, go at you here. You know that gold is game shareable. I know Elroy. It wouldn't download. I know Elroy has gold. Yep. It wouldn't download for me. I don't Excuses. know. Excuses. Hey, after the last, what was it? The Taco Bell one, when we were talking about Cut and Exiles, I immediately went and tried to do it. Wouldn't download afterwards. I don't know why. You I know, assume it's because had... I have no life. Well, if you had had 10 less Taco Bell boxes, <laughs> you would have had a year of gold. Maybe you Just need to check your game share. Uh, compatibility there <laughs> if you're still in the gts tourney thingy you might still have it oh gosh <laughs> <laughs> nice i would have picked food also good job so i have a taco bell Thank update you. uh i think i've oh. entered um five or six codes so far mm-hmm. um you've entered more than me and i'm using some of brooks codes 
Yeah, those have all been my codes too. <laughs> um, and you're talking about how I eat. I made a decision milk. yesterday, though. I'm done until the free codes come out. I'm gonna go ham on the free codes, but I'm done with that box. It is, it it's not pleasant, and it just makes you feel like you made terrible life choices every time you're done with it. So I'm done with the double chalupa, aka the beef canoe. <laughs> is it making you like piss out your ass or something no it just you just feel horrible when you're done it's that shell i think it's that fried nasty hard shell no yeah it definitely is hey should i enter a code right now while we're probably doing... not no it's not a good time wait till it takes yeah, as i as i told people on our uh, news break uh i recommend super early morning if you if you can uh, but even if you, you can't, or you wake up and it's like nine o'clock, uh, enter it. I, I would, I read this, I read this on the, uh, the internet and it sounded plausible. Uh, wait till the minute changes over, then enter it as soon as the minute changes over, because, uh, likely if the, wherever server it's based on is, uh, at an interval of a minute, I mean, it could, it could be totally wrong, but if it's at a minute and you wait till like. Uh, 201.50. Well, you only have 10 seconds left before the two, and what if the two is the special mark? If it was the one, somebody may have beat you. You know, it's just science. Taco Bellology. Sounds accurate. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants this more than you. I really do want that. And it's the main thing is for that stupid dong. <laughs> 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 that's exactly why that's uh, why your I wife chose you <laughs> the elite controller would be I just icy because I never X, had one but I don't have money for one the dong. he just wants it for the special power button sound yeah that's true <laughs> alright where were we at uh, that was the longest proclamation point yet so still there <laughs> and technically we're not done we got a UHH survivor Congratulations to Wakapale for hey. surviving one more round. One and only from the Achievement Hunting 101 yep. community. Good job. Yeah, the round Very of 16 good. is no joke. It's tough work to get there, so good and job, he still Waka. puts out those quickies for us to enjoy. As of recording, he is losing 12 to 14, so there's still some fight left. Yeah, but what? It's He's got, what, a couple days? No, he's got a whole week ahead of him. Yeah, he's got a whole week. Yeah, it's got yeah. till Friday, or we'll... Saturday, depending on the part of the world yeah. you're in. Did you want to talk about your... For him, it's like Saturday at Your run, Michelle? I think. Yeah, this is the first uh, week that you haven't made our survivor list. decision of my life, and I'm glad to be able to play like a human being again. Now, UHH is awesome, because it makes you play all this stuff you forgot you had, or stuff you had put aside for a long time, or I think a lot of people encountered in this year's iteration stuff you hadn't started yet. Because the way they uh, handled the requirements to enter. I had a great time, but I'm also very happy to be done with it. Uh, I'm most grateful for rediscovering games that I had put aside for a very long time. Games like Burnout Paradise. A game like Costume Quest that I had purchased a long, long time ago and never played and had good fun with. Uh, Split Second was also fun to rediscover. I played some Rage finally, which I think I did a bean dive in in 2012 and never had more than that one achievement. Uh, so it's been great and I'm looking forward to the cleanup now. But it was really, really nice to come home tonight and turn on my Xbox and go, huh, I can play whatever I want. 
and and I'm I'm a little contest burned out now, and and it's nice to spend a little while not playing to those sorts of things. I can imagine, especially for the last round, it was a 19 to 18 battle. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a lot, and that was close. That is a good fight. Yeah, and uh, I have to shout out a couple of the folks that I ran into during... Uh, one thing that's cool about UHH is frequently, especially as you get into the later weeks, you become rather friendly with the folks that you wind up competing with. Because other than alt accounts generally, which are created for the purpose of trying to, in some way, manipulate the contest... Uh, even if, if your intention isn't to manipulate it to win, it's to manipulate it to be able to play, you're still engaging in that. Um, but the people you encounter who are playing legit because they want to compete, the ones who actually are competitive tend to be really awesome. Uh, I drew a great competitor in the first week, uh, Wickstar Runner. We went 16-16 and I won on ratio and like we're, we've PM'd a couple times since then and all that. And it's, you know, cool getting to know him. Um, Midnight Delight was the person who beat me out in the round of 32. And that guy was willing to stay up till 530 in the morning for rollover to bang out those last, I think he put up like seven achievements in the last two hours before rollover to get that win. Uh, And yeah, and we exchanged a couple PMs since then. And, you know, look, we'll help each other out if we need to. Um, other guy, Ken, that I ran into, his name is Ken H and a whole bunch of letters and numbers afterwards, uh, randomly evasive. So these are all people that I did not know before entering. And now these are friends I have on my TA friends list and people who are willing to boost things. And I ran into Kronos as one of my competitors during the week. And, uh, he was great fun to play with too, because he was totally upfront. Hey, I'm not gonna be able to play through the whole week because i have vacation coming up but i'm gonna make you work for the win and he did so it was a great time and uh i'm glad that ta doesn't run them more than they do <laughs> because it's it's wears thin on you if you stay in it but it was great so happy for it to be over had a great time hope waka gets through this week and we can keep rooting him forward and offering help where we can as the competition continues yeah without a doubt and if by any chance anyone's listening and we haven't mentioned you let us know, and we'll keep track of your scores as well. Although there's not too many weeks left. No. <laughs> well, one thing with UHH as well is for most people, including myself, once you hit the just for fun, that's it. It's like I barely looked at my list this week, even though I drew one and I have an opponent who also isn't really playing. Um, it's it's different when that little competitive edge gets taken away from it. But it, it is cool that you can still participate in that way if you if you do want to. So there are people still playing and if people are still playing and have good just for fun matchups, we can certainly highlight those as well. Yeah. Without a doubt. I'm playing the, uh, get out of the JFF, uh, the rounds. It won't, it won't let me not play. I uncheck that stupid <laughs> checkbox every week. And I don't know. I, I'm, I'm a pudding for everybody and I don't want to be, but TA is making me. <laughs> I actually unchecked, the jff box because i was after especially the last couple weeks where i'm like wow i stopped sleeping like i'm you know i need to back off so i unchecked it because i don't want to be in anymore and it gave me a list anyway so but that's okay i've managed to pretty much ignore it (laughs) i did uh i did finally get my first jff achievement this past week i so i so happened to get um my highest ratio one too uh red dead redemption 2 (laughs) popped up somehow and it was an early achievement yeah nice well that's a good segue into what we'll be talking about tonight granted this is probably the biggest game of 
this is probably the biggest game of the year. I'd probably say and decade. I was just about to say that, and probably the decade, at least for the next few years, this is probably going to be the biggest game out there. Red Dead Redemption 2. I know, I've been playing it a little. I haven't gotten too far. I've put four or five hours into it. Uh, have you guys been able to play it? Um, I have not. UHH uh, kind of took me out of that loop, and I'm trying to wrap up a couple things before really doing the deep dive into Red Dead Redemption 2. So I'm very much looking forward to it and looking forward to hearing you guys who have played it uh, speak about it a little bit, but not quite yet for me. Well, I'm playing the first one, so and what year <laughs> should I be ready to play the second one? Seven years from now? So when the uh, Xbox, I'll be ready. <laughs> Xbox One XXXX comes out, you'll be on yeah. it. You didn't go with the XXL joke? Okay. No, that's too easy. <laughs> It's after Corey has down 7,000 boxes of Gordita Crunches. I, I could do a Gordita Crunch any day, any time. So what, what are your first thoughts about it, Corey? What do you think? Actually, first, before we... <laughs> Actually, before we get to that, I assume we've all played Red Dead Redemption. I know, L, you said you're playing it now. Have, you, have we all beaten it? I personally, I have. I've gone through the story and played a bunch of like the side stuff. Well, I did the same thing with Gears of War 2, actually. I did all the multiplayer first, and then I finally sat down and did the campaign. I, and I started 2011, did those co-op missions, did some multiplayer. Just never sat down with the campaign, and I did, and I've been enjoying it. Um, there's a nice walkthrough on TA. I'm kind of going along with that for the missions. But then the stranger missions come and all these other side quests and then uh, the walkthrough gets put to the side and I just having fun with it. It's a good time. Yeah, that's a game I don't really think that a walkthrough is beneficial unless you want to fly through it. It's just to I stay on, on the on a focused path. It was more just to do that. I would say that um, if you didn't really care that much that you could probably jump into Red, De- Red, Red Dead Redemption 2 because, I mean, we all know it's a prequel and uh, based off what I've played... You're, you, you don't think you're going to miss anything other than some Easter eggs? I'm more worried about it'll just be a, a step backwards to go through the second one and then go back to the first so one. So it's like watching Star Wars in uh, the, the, the chronological <laughs> order. Which is wrong. Yeah, so. something like that. If you, were to pl- if you were to go to the second one, I agree. I don't think you'd mi- miss too much. It is technically a prequel. The only thing that really it ties the two together is the you know what spoilers for the first one if you haven't played it play okay it was playing it <laughs> oh don't don't spoil it but just say that there's they, they all have guns and horses <laughs> well i think it's safe to say and i haven't played too that there is some character crossover exactly that's so where i was getting that at. that's it without any other detail there there are characters in red dead redemption one that you will see in two so having played one will give exactly. you a better appreciation of their placement in two but it's not necessarily necessary to know them as characters in Red Dead Redemption 1 to enjoy the story in 2. Yeah, exactly. And actually, I should clarify, I was going to talk about the first one. We're not going to talk spoilers on the second. I know, Corey, you're fa- you're probably farther than I am. And I don't want spoilers. And I'm even though I'm just a little bit into it, and what I would be able to talk about story-wise really wouldn't work. Uh, ruin anything but still we're not gonna we're not going to get in spoilers so you don't gotta worry about that but yeah like like you said michelle all the all the bandits and the bad guys that you wind up 
going after in the first one, all part of uh, Dutch's gang, they're mm-hmm. the main characters in the second. So it's like a lot of the backstory. You can really, you know, see how the gang was, see how they operated. Um, yeah, I'm not going to say that just in case. But yeah, just a lot, <laughs> Dong. Just a, a lot of the uh, backstory for the characters. So why don't why don't we take a different tack instead of talking about the story? Um, since you and Corey have both played some of the game, how's the gameplay? How does it look? What things are striking to you? Is there anything you found as a side questy sort of thing that's fun or different or distinct from the first uh, Red Dead Redemption? Well, I'll start off real quick with just like the landscape and everything, the way everything looks. If you, well, I mean, you guys know Red Dead Redemption One still looks good. It came out in 2011, still looks good, even though it's a 360 game. Red Dead Redemption 2 looks fantastic, and I'm on the OG Xbox. I can only imagine how it looks for you, Corey, with an X. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's probably the most visually stunning game I've played, no doubt. Yes. It's it's amazing. Even the cinematics look fantastic in it. It's it's so... So that's that, that brings me to one of my top points about the game is that they blend the gameplay and the cinematics so well that sometimes you don't even realize that you're going into a cinematic if you play a certain way um so i'll basically there's a there's a mechanic in the game where it was like this in the first one i'm pretty sure that when you're riding your horse to uh, a mission marker and you're with another uh, NPC, you could uh, match their speed by just holding A. You know, you don't have to pay attention. Yes. You can just, you know, listen to the story and, you know, get synced into it. Well, it's the same thing in this one, but if you hold down the, uh, the select button or the back button, whatever you want to call it, um, it goes into the cinematic widescreen mode. So not only does it go into widescreen, puts the black bars on the top and the bottom, the camera changes and it follows you in a certain way until you get off screen and it will change again. And uh, even the audio will change because as characters get further away, I notice like their voices kind of started fading and it makes it look like a movie. And when you get to the, yep. the you know point B that you need to get to, uh, you'll just kind of get off your horse and... It, it will just keep going right into that cutscene, and it's just the immersion with that is just beyond belief for me like i don't know that just takes the cake with how this game has sucked me in um yeah there's been multiple cutscenes where i find myself i'm still holding the a button or the l button or whatever because that's what i was doing to keep up with the guys and then i realized oh I don't need to hold these. I'm in a move. I'm in the. Well, and the thing is, whenever it goes in that cinematic scene, like I was telling you about where it looks like a movie, you can still control your person. Uh, If you've not tried that yet, you can move him back and forth and whatnot. He kind of goes off the path, but uh, you still have control in a, in a cutscene type environment. It's just cool to see. I remember that being a big thing in um, games right around when the PlayStation one came to be. And there was a sense of like, real-time graphics versus cutaway or cinematic graphics and and how obviously you could tell and it's really incredible and i'll see red dead redemption 2 sometime this week uh to see where we've come to this point now where it, it really is completely seamless these aren't different video tracks that are being played somewhere in the data of now our digital versions but actually just part of the gameplay because i hadn't heard that how you could still move and interact during cinematics even though uh, you're intended to watch the story there. 
yeah, I've been sucked in by the story where it's like, I'm just, like I said, I'm just kind of watching the story, just take, just kind of taking it in. I definitely recommend wearing, you know, uh, turtle beaches or some sort of headset. So mm-hmm. you can just hear the, all the different sounds and whatnot. I will say that when you start the game up, it asks you how you're listening to it. I don't know how that affects it. Um, I chose headphones, but uh, I believe like, you know, a full audio setup was one of the options. So if you have that and that's how you play games, that's probably an even better option if you have a nice system. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that Turtle Beach, so I can't take advantage of Oh, that. I got the kids, so headphones all the way. <laughs> Now, are you playing in first or third person? Because that's actually a new option in Red Dead Redemption Two, is that you can play in first person. Yeah, I'm. I'm. You can switch back pretty much 100 percent uh, third person. Same here. I tried to play in first. It's weird. It's not that it's bad. I think this type of game just works better in third person. My personal. Yeah, opinion. I didn't really care for the first person GTA, so it kind of handles the same way to me. As you would might guess. See, I haven't played GTA, so I don't know that. Well, traditionally, they they were third person, and with the latest one, I think they introduced a first person mode after the fact, and uh, some people liked it, some people didn't. So, I mean, I'm I'm glad the options there. Yeah, and more options is never better. <laughs> I'm sorry, <It's, laughs> more options is never a bad uh, thing. <clears throat> Speaking of which, I have some questions for you guys. Have at it. Now, I actually saw some people complaining that there were too many options. For example, you have to, like, groom your horse or clean your guns and stuff like that. Is that stuff mandatory or is that just stuff you can choose to do? No, it's totally optional. Um, For example, cleaning your guns will improve some of the stats. Um, So it's beneficial for you to do it. I'm pretty sure it's just holding a button. Uh, and same for the horse. Like it told me my horse was dirty and if I ran it through the river, <laughs> it would clean it and he would get slightly faster. I don't know how that works, but, uh, it's Science. totally not mandatory. Yeah. And also a lot of that stuff is kind of helps the way the world interacts with you. Like for instance, um, in this game, hunting has been dramatically improved before, you know, you just shoot an animal, skin it, you're done. Now you kill an animal, you can skin it, put it on the back of your horse, and then take it to camp so your camp can uh can all can eat with you because you gotta. That's one of the mechanics is kind of keeping your camp alive. Well, when if you throw the dead carcass over your shoulder, you get blood on you. Well, when you go into town, people see the blood; they don't like it, so they'll actually interact with you differently. Yeah, so uh, this game for me, like, the, it's really in the details that really keeps me coming back to it. The missions, you know, it's it's a fetch mission, or uh, you know, you got to go and kill this person or something like that. I mean, the missions can get repetitive, and really, they're boring to me a lot of the times because you have to ride the horse halfway across the map, and it takes a long time. I always choose that cinematic option where I just have to hold A, so I don't really have to think while I do it, but it does take time. Uh, and with my limited gaming time as it is, I would always choose fast travel if that's an option. Um, and, and I've been play, playing Forza. I can't tell you how many times I got on my horse and hit the right trigger. And instead of going like a car would, I shot my gun at somebody. Uh, <laughs> I messed up a mission doing but, that. Uh, but going back to it, it the, it's the details that really make this game a top 
tier game to me. Um, just like uh, Kenny said with the blood on your shoulder and how people react, uh, depending on what weather you're in, uh, you'll get either hot or cold depending on what you're wearing, which in, you know affects your stamina and whatnot. The NPCs react to uh, the missions that you've already done for them, and you'll walk by them and they'll mention something like that. And, or you'll walk right into a conversation and it will lead, lead into a mission and you probably wouldn't even know it. Um, it's those level of details that make this game stand out. Not so much th- yeah. their main missions to me. There was one complaint I think I saw also about the game. I think you had mentioned it, Kenny, with the different meters. Like there's your stamina and, yeah. and there's some other stuff you have to uh, be mindful of. Yeah, there's a couple of meters. Like you have your health meter, your stamina meter, uh, your dead eye meter. That's it. And it, I, I was thinking there was like two more because I remember seeing five. There's two once. more: one for stamina and one for health for your horse. If you when you have when you That's have a right. horse. Yeah, personally to me, I don't kind of like the the way they look. I don't know. That's more of just a preference. It's not that they're bad. I prefer just a typical bar. You know something that i look over and go oh i'm at 50 percent. oh i'm at 20 you can't tell when he's 50 percent of a circle <laughs> it's not as obvious as well because uh, it's not like the circles are real big they're kind of they're small but once they get down they like change colors and they blink or something i don't really, i don't have a problem with them uh but it, it can be it's not that they're bad it's just my yeah it, it can be i guess tough to manage my, my biggest one is the stamina which i'm pretty sure it was the first the way in the first game too you can only run so far before you have to walk and mm-hmm. your your horse can only run so far before it will try to buck you off and it's just annoying that's that's a gta design yeah. too it's a, the same thing you can mash a for a little bit i think even bully has the same mm-hmm. thing right you can yep yes only run for a little bit and then he tires out it's a rock star thing but yeah one of the the one thing that you know skyrim everyone boasts about the thing that everyone loves about is that it's a living breathing world red dead redemption said oh that's what they can do let's see what we can do and bethesda is all about the role-playing games the worlds the environments red dead redemption is really stepped it up like you just go through the world see you know the river you can hear fish jumping uh Something running in the distance, crackling leaves and stepping on branches, birds flying. You know, it's it's almost as if you're in nature the way it sounds. Like, just everything about it is just gorgeous. I was actually riding through some of the landscape, and I'm just looking at it. Just, I don't know how they made this world. Like, just from a uh, the engineering standpoint, I can only imagine just what it took to, to to take or to make this game it took 88 gigabytes of your hard drive <laughs> i thought it was 108 i'm pretty sure it's in the 80s Plus an update. top 80s it, but yeah it's just it's beautiful it's an amazing it's amazing i can't wait to play more have you seen the horse poop <laughs> <laughs> he called the shit poop <laughs> I have not yet gotten to experience On that. the other end of the spectrum, uh, there is a, a point in the game where it's uh, very snowy and where you hit your uh, horse uh, at one of the hitching posts. Uh, if you look down, the snow will be yellow. Uh, and the nards get smaller, uh, right? That supposedly I haven't looked myself. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure you have it. Mm-hmm. Although, um, uh, Ben, Beast Middle in, in uh, the Discord had also pointed out that it's uh, when the horse gets startled, if you look at their eyes, like they startle the way a, a horse would too. Like that, just that very, very minute sort of details all seem to have been covered by the team that was developing this game like every eventuality that you can think of when you're walking around and and what you should hear and what you should see like you think um another big major release right was the spider-man on uh playstation Mm -hmm. 4 and there was this whole to do about like it rains and there are no puddles (laughs) oh no no it's not a big deal i'm not talking about it and who cares but then you have something like red dead where it seems like not only is there a puddle but you'll hear a different sound if you're walking across that and things will react differently based on it having rained. So it's just the amount of thought that went into preparing for all of that is really exceptional. Yeah, that's actually, that actually makes me remember something I, saw, I did last night. I had the wagon, and I was going to the, into town, and the town in the middle of it was all muddy. And you know, not only when I was going through it could you see the wheel tracks in it, but then you look at the wagon and at on the wheels there's you know mud caked onto it which it's not really that big of a deal but it's just that little bit more that they add to it and it's just like i'm there Mm -hmm. very small minute detail and had it not been there i never would have noticed it but it being there it's just like oh wow that's something that's just very small that's added and makes it that much cooler Mm -hmm. What do you think about uh, the main character so far? Which, yeah, I guess we could say his name, Arthur Morgan. Oh, he's a badass. <laughs> like, I don't remember Red Dead Redemption 1 with John Marston too much, but I'd probably say that Arthur here could uh, could kick his butt. <laughs> I'm on the reverse I... side of that so far. I'm liking John Moore. Granted, I've played John Marston, you know, I've, 80-ish hours or however long I put into the first game. I haven't had as much time as Arthur Morgan yet, but so far I'm liking John Moore. I think he has more of a personality. I'm, I'm very curious, how because John Marston is probably my favorite protagonist of that generation of games, like, across them all. Like, I just loved He's his there, yeah. character. And I'm curious how this character will live up to that. I don't have any expectations of him one way or the other, but that's one of the things I, I don't typically like Rockstar games. I just I'm not a big fan of open world environments. I don't really mm. love GTA. I don't care about the content necessarily, but I there's just something about them that doesn't appeal to me. And I really believe that a lot of my love for Red Dead Redemption is I just loved John Marston. I thought he was just such an amazing character. So I, I'm, I, I it's interesting to hear how you both are on opposite sides of the spectrum with that. Yeah, John Marston was an incredible character. I think I, I think I'm with you on that. I think he's what really pulled me into Red Dead Redemption. I love his character, everything about him, his story, his story, why he's doing what he's doing, mm-hmm. and then the ending, how he went out. Right, it's just his, his, how it's he just handled himself better. there was the thing. Yep, that that, ah, that, so that was the final nail. And I'm like, this is the best character ever written in a game, I, I think. Uh, <laughs> That's hard to argue. So we'll see. And then there's, there's. I'm curious what else uh, impression is going to be at the end of this. 
uh, once he gets through Red Dead Redemption, how he'll feel about the character and, and where all that lies. So it's, it's good that we're all kind of in different places and hopefully we'll get to revisit this oh, discussion boy. in more Would detail. Oh, boy. murder? Uh, well, <laughs> if I told you, you'd be an accomplice. So when you say John goes out, you mean like he goes out to get milk, right? You didn't just ruin something for me, right? Cause that was he goes out to get cigarettes and he never out. returns home. Oh, damn it. Game has to end some way. Damn. Those damn cigarettes do it every time. Smoking kills, kids. That's bad for you. All right. PSA. So, Corey, have you looked at the achievements yet? Personally, I haven't looked. I'm kind of going blind until until after I beat the story, and I'll start going back for cleaning. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, I've So I've put 13 and a half hours into this game, which is... Lucky you. Well, that is a lot for me, um, seeing as I only play like two hours a night generally. Uh, maybe three, but uh, I actually took the day off the day it came out, so uh, I got a nice solid eight hours in uh, that day. Lucky you. <laughs> I wish I could have taken nice. uh, this. But uh, we all know this game is touted at like a 60-hour story completion or something like that. Uh, I've gotten one, two, three. I've gotten six achievements, 80 gamer score, and the last one I did was complete chapter two. I'm just barely into chapter three, and I cheated a little bit. Um, I I, th- I looked at the total mission count, and I'm almost a third of the way done with the, the missions. Uh, so oh, wow. there, nice. there's, a, there's a bunch in there. According to the in-game counter, I'm 27% done. So th- just extrapolate that out. This game is going to take a while now, but I have unlocked fast travel, uh, I still have to figure out how to fast travel back uh, for free at least. Uh, there is a stagecoach where you can pay, but um, hopefully that will speed up the game because honestly, uh, I, I guarantee you at least two to four hours of that is me riding around this damn desert. <laughs> um, but you'll get, you're going to get a large chunk of achievements for just completing every mission in the game. Uh, and just going along, you're going to get probably most of the miscellaneous achievements um that you know that's accumulating so much money by robbing or looting uh there you mentioned fishing and hunting there's a an achievement for catching a a very big fish uh crafting so many items and delivering x amount of things and whatnot uh you're probably going to get that along the game what you won't get is I think I counted 17, if I'm correctly. There are technically 17 unobtainable achievements in this game right now, uh, and that's because they are all related to Red Dead Online, which obviously uh, isn't out yet. That drops... Mid-November, I think. I was thinking early December. Uh, it's it's probably within the month. Oh, uh, I just unlocked a bunch of achievements on my Xbox that should have unlocked last night. My uh, My notifications are blowing me up right now. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> nice. Yeah. But I have a, uh, another achievement list uh, sure. related question. How many achievements uh, are on the list and how long did it take you to get your first achievement? And was that just a story achievement or did you do something else? Um, there are 51 achievements on the list. And the first one you're going to get is going to be a story uh, specific mission. This one says, mm-hmm. let's see, when did Red Dead come out? What day of the week was that? Do you guys know? Friday. Uh, Friday. The actual day. The 26th. The 26th. So it became playable mm-hmm. at 11 o'clock on the 25th. Uh, somehow it says 
my TA must be wrong. I think it took me 45 minutes to get the first achievement. Uh, and Sounds I started right. pretty much right on the okay. dot when I could. So, uh, okay. and that, that, that story achievement is within what they call chapter one. Uh, I don't remember how many chap how many missions there are in chapter one, but there's a, a, a good bit more in between chapter one and two than there is between zero and one. Uh, yeah, the first one comes quite quick. And there's, besides the Red Dead Online, there are still a couple that people are working towards that nobody's unlocked uh, that will take a long time. Uh, ones to know are the, earning 70 gold missions in story missions, 70 gold medals in story missions. Um, mm-hmm. Apparently, like when I, once you complete a mission, you'll get this little icon that's usually you know bronze, silver, or gold. Uh, I'm pretty sure the parameters for those missions are unknown until you replay the mission. So you won't know how to get gold uh, the first time you play it. At least that's what some people in the Discord have told me. I, I haven't replayed any mission, any missions yet. But that one's going to probably take a, a good bit of time because you most likely won't get mm-hmm. it on your first go. Yeah, that and then the um, the hunting and fishing achievement. Actually, are they two different achievements or is it just one? Um, hunting and fishing? Yeah. to I know there's at least one for hunting to have killed and skinned one yeah, of every these aren't secret achievements so i mean they should there shouldn't be really any spoilery but there's a achievement for skinning every species of animals in story mode and for also for studying every animal across all states in story mode yeah so those will take quite a bit of time because i know there's over 200 animals in the game yeah uh there is which is crazy there is an itself. achievement uh, tied to a specific animal uh, and we, maybe we'll do an achievement with wild hive hunters on it, but uh, uh, nobody's unlocked <laughs> it yet. But it's uh, to survive eighteen bear attacks and kill the bear each each time. <laughs> so, wow! Get your shotguns ready. I, I hated that <laughs> achievement in the first one, the barely legal achievement for killing eighteen bear, uh, grizzly bears. I could never get that stupid thing. Yeah. That's nice to know. That's back in this stupid game. Yeah. Overall, it seems like a good list. Even the online stuff doesn't look hard uh, or super grindy unless level 50 takes a long time. That I'm not sure of. I don't think anybody is. I don't think I've done any of the multiplayer stuff. Or I did very few, little bit of the uh, multiplayer stuff in the first one. So Yeah, I don't think I did a single thing. I got really mad at the first Red Dead. Not at the game itself, but um, I had just beaten the story and I pretty much grinded it out in a couple days. Uh, and then my hard drive crashed on my 360 so i never went i never uh, went back to it oh no yeah uh that sucks yeah you live and you learn think don't have a 360 thank god for cloud hard drives crash all right guys so i think that wraps up for red dead talk i know i can't wait to get back into it um we got two news things we want to talk about real quick the first up is game pass we have a couple of new games entering into the library uh, Corey, what are those that are entering? Yes, yeah, so so far for November Game Pass uh, editions, uh, there probably will be more added on when uh, XO18 comes out November 10th. I'm almost positive that uh, some, some more will be added. But the first five titles, at least, have been revealed. Those are Grip, which looks like to be a racing game, Ali Ali 2, XL Edition, Rise and Shine, Sheltered, and Sniper Elite. I'm excited for Sniper Elite. Although I know 
darn well that's gonna be a like um hello neighbor i'm excited for it i want to play it i'm gonna download it and it's just gonna sit there because red dead and forza are taking up all my time and here shortly i'm getting spyro and probably getting the crash bundle with it so as much as i like to play sniper elite that's probably gonna go on the back burner but that's a good ad i've heard a lot of good things about it i will say i've heard good things about sniper elite games um I was kind of clicking through these to see if any of them looked to be um, a quick completion. Uh, Grip actually has a release date of November 6th, so that was like a new game, and it says 40 bucks. So uh, that's a, that could be a good ad for Game Pass. That's a real good ad for Game Pass. Um, Ollie Ollie 2, I, I, I could not get Ollie Ollie 1 very well. I don't know if any of you guys played it, but that was just... Not what I was thinking it would be, and it was kind of hard. So I would assume the second one is still, still the same. Yeah, the second one has like a 6,000 TA oh, score. Yeah, it's probably just so, as uh... difficult. Rise and Shine is a uh, running gun. It's at a 2.7, so it's probably a little bit more difficult. Um, 17 completions. Um, Sniper Elite is a 40 to 50 hour completion. It's a 4. 4,700 TA, 1850 gamer score. But uh, that still sells for 60, 60 bucks uh, digital. Probably cheaper in retail, though, because it came out in 2017. I don't know. I think that's a good variety uh, for Game Pass owners. Yeah. Once again, Game Pass is a fantastic value. 10 bucks a month. I mean, they pretty much did confirm that they're going to announce more games at the X- oh, 2018 in mm-hmm. Mexico City. Because in that, that graphic they released that showed the upcoming games, that was the first image was and more to mm-hmm. be announced at. So definitely have to keep an eye on November 10th. Uh, in looking, none of these games immediately struck me. Uh, but in looking at Twitter and sort of the Twitterverse response after it, Sniper Elite 4 definitely got a lot of traction. Like people were very, very happy with this inclusion. So it's great that it continues to grow. They're definitely putting top line games on the service. Um, you know, in coming months, we're going to hopefully see some more, uh, first party games. We, Forza Horizon 4 has already been played by you know, quite a few of us, uh, not myself, but via Game Pass. You're missing out. So, <laughs> yeah, I've, now, now that UHH is over, like I said, I can game like a, a real person again. So, uh, so yeah, it's great and it continues to grow and I'm looking forward to see what November 10th brings. Cause you have to imagine they're going to announce one or two pretty uh sizable things at that conference maybe more og xbox titles mm, there's an idea i can't think of any uh big name xbox exclusives that aren't on there um oh. i'm trying to think uh there's definitely there's got to be some right all the halos are on there either with master chief or halo 5 all the gears are on there Mm-hmm. Halo Wars is on there. Fables are on there. Sea of Thieves, Forza Horizon Four. Re- That's actually the only Forza. Recore's so on we- there, I believe already. Yes, I believe Recore is on mm-hmm. there. Quantum Breaks on there. Well, and you have to. Con- it it might be just in uh, part of the deal with speaking with so many people who are really into achievement hunting. Game Pass is not a super great value if you're looking for a service with a bunch of easy gamer score games. It does not have many of them. Like like you were this saying, Corey, when you looked at the list of new games, none of these games fall into the classification of things you can play 
for an hour or two and even get 500 gamer score. They're all real investments in time. And I feel sometimes in our own little echo chamber of achievement hunters, it's the service is a little downplayed because they don't add many games that fit that particular mold of gameplay. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, there are. I believe there are a few <laughs> that are easy, but yeah, for the most part, they're more good games. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily good for achievements. Right. What were we going to say before, Al? Oh, I was going to ask you... Um what you were talking about with the Spyro and Crash bundle. Oh, yes. Uh, Actually, Corey tagged me in this in our Discord channel. Spyro, obviously everyone knows it's coming out, and Crash Bandicoot came out March of this year, I believe. For Xbox. So, Mm -hmm. For Xbox, yes. Came out last year for PlayStation. But they are doing a bundle. Uh, Spyro is typically $40, but for $60, you can get the... Spyro Reignited Trilogy and the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy together. Yeah, essentially an online retailer leaked this this bundle and it saves you 20 bucks if you don't have either either game. Well, and to be honest, Crash is probably going to be 15, 20 bucks come Black Friday or or Christmas. That's going to be on sale. A physical release somewhere? Is that an exclusive release somewhere? Because I didn't see any info on it. It's probably going to be physical and digital, I would assume. Definitely physical. It's definitely physical, and I would imagine digital. Because I remember seeing other games having a digital bundle. Fallout 4 and Skyrim being bundled together. Yeah, but it's essentially six classic games that have been remastered. So you're paying like 10 bucks a game. Uh, and and they're not just your Such they're not your rinky dink remasters either. I have the Crash bundle, and uh, I mean it, it's a quality a quality remaster. Everything's been redone, and the Spyro one looks even better. Yeah, they didn't just go in and update update the light, lighting. And Kenny's using air quotes right now. <laughs> yes, <laughs> audio is very difficult. Ah. Uh, but they didn't just go in and change the lighting, you know, redo the music a little bit, make it a little fresher. It's actually been remastered. Like, it might as well be a new game. They've went in and changed everything. True remasters. But second piece of news, uh, the PlayStation Classic has released their full list. Um, just a couple of the big game or bigger games that they've added is, you know, Cool Borders, uh, the original Grand Theft Auto, Metal Gear Solid, Odd World, Rayman, Resident Evil, tw- and Twisted Metal, along with a few others. They're just probably the bigger name games. Uh, I probably would say this Persona One is a big title for some, not for me so much, but uh, yeah, Persona, Persona Tekken Three, uh, Twisted Metal, like you said, and uh, Final Fantasy V I I. I don't know Roman numerals. Uh, yeah, there's some <laughs> I think big ones. Uh, Battle Arena Toshinden was one of them, too. Yeah. I mean, I like Toshinden back in 90-whatever that was. Go ahead, Alan. It, it's Final Fantasy VII, Corey. Oh, okay, thanks. Obviously. V is five. Ones are ones. Or eyes are ones. I guess that's what you can would say is the Damn educational Tennessee. portion <laughs> of, this, of our show. <laughs> but um, that's coming out. December 3rd. Next year. This year. 
Oh, well, I meant Final Fantasy VII is oh. coming out, and I feel like a, a lot of these games have been remastered or re-released in some capacity. Um, I don't think so, actually. Maybe the Metal Gear um, Rayman. Uh, is that... Resident Evil. Is Rayman Origins a, a remake of that? No, I didn't think no. so. Um, they're do, we're still doing Tekken's. I don't think they're dude, that wouldn't really age well. Twisted Metal. Yeah, I don't. I don't really think Resident Evil has had to have a remaster. That's the only one. I, I four I can, or five times I can see. But I mean, overall, obviously, this is a pretty catered list. But I I grew up on the PlayStation, and there's maybe three or four games that stick out to me in this list. Yeah, this list sucks. <laughs> I yeah. I mean, I know. Obviously, we're we're all obviously xbox people right like i i know kenny you own a playstation 4 correct i own all four one game right. each so <laughs> <laughs> my playstation playstation 2 library is still is still quite big i love that like, I, hey. <laughs> I i was a hardcore playstation gamer from the beginning of the playstation well beginning of the playstation one life cycle so from when square said they were going to be producing games producing final fantasies for playstation consoles until the endish of the playstation 2 because when it came time to choose between playstation and xbox i chose xbox because their online functionality with rock band so i had a big section there where i exclusively played playstation i did not own an og xbox and there is nothing on this list that makes me go, I want to spend $150 on this classic for nostalgia pur- purposes. Like, nothing. The one thing that I saw on the list where I was like, oh, that's kind of a cool inclusion is Intelligent Cube. Because really I, I don't game. think that that's been put anywhere else. Uh, it's it's a good game. I haven't seen it. Jumping Flash was interesting for the time. I don't know how well it holds up. Because Jumping Flash was all about jumping very high, high distances and looking down and seeing all these polygons below you. So it's kind of tech demo-y, even as well as being unique gameplay. Um, but and the other one was Wild Arms, which is another game which didn't really come out in other capacities. But they're asking twice as much as the Nintendo Classic consoles were for hundred bucks. Oh, okay, so not quite twice as much, but like I think it was one hundred fifty Australian that uh, you saw. That, that's yeah, mentioned. that's my uh, Ooh, where I was getting the wrong number from, but. It's it really is not an inspiring list, and I think where Nintendo Classic and Super Nintendo Classics have held up over time, um, a lot of these games in the early 3D era of development just don't. Um, they control all. weird. It's very hard going back to a game like Resident Evil and playing in tank controls because that's not how we play games anymore. And I don't know how it's going to handle stuff like that. The classic controller does not have analog sticks. So I assume that's how we're going to be playing these games. I have no interest. And to me, in terms of the list, I feel like they really dropped the ball here. That's it's just there are a couple of things that are interesting, but certainly not enough for what they're asking for. Yeah, I mean, the majority of these games on here, not only do I already own them, but I've played a bunch of them. And personally, in my opinion, there's only two games on here that actually hold up after all these years, and that's Intelligent Cube and Final Fantasy VII. Both are still good games. You know, you could still play them and ha- and enjoy. Grand Theft Auto mm-hmm. is terrible. It's You don't want to go play that, <laughs> the first one. Uh, Twisted Metal, horrible. It's it's Aww. leave it in your memory. It's better nostalgia. 
I've tried right. playing. I've I tried playing the third and fourth not too long ago. It just doesn't hold up. Same thing with Tekken mm-hmm. Three. I I remember putting so much time into that game. I love that game. I love the Tekken series. It's not very good anymore. I just right. for a hundred bucks. That's crazy. Yeah, and I mean I know for some people it's going to matter, but Revelations Persona is probably in that like my top five least favorite games I have ever played. Really? So wow. I want nothing to do with it. It's not really the game's fault. It's my fault. But like, still, I don't like it. I don't want to play it. I do not want to be involved in any version of purchasing it. I, I know, again, probably unpopular decision. I've heard the later games in that franchise are amazing, especially Persona 4. But no, thank you. Yeah. And when it comes down to it, you're spending 100 bucks for backwards compatibility. Xbox does it free. Right. <laughs> sort of. We've, by the way. We've had this forever. By the way, Destruction Derby is awesome also. Oh, yes. I missed Destruction I Derby. I enjoyed that. that was Probably didn't age well either, but I enjoyed those games when they came out. I agree. I can't imagine it plays well now. It was definitely fun back then. I can confirm that uh, Cool Borders 2 and uh, Twisted Metal do not hold up well and play well at all. I bought a real PlayStation about five years ago for 30 bucks, uh, and with like five or six classic good playstation games and uh i don't yeah i don't have that anymore there's a re- there's a reason why i didn't have it so yeah cool borders i really liked back in the day you know when i love tony hawks tony hawk isn't that good anymore well i mean i'm still in the search of a, of a really good snowboarding game like steep was very close for me but uh i don't know maybe maybe it's that's a genre left in the past because uh with ssx and sean white snowboarding yeah just very underwhelming list for how much you have to pay for it and like i said xbox has backwards compatibility it's fun look going on facebook and twitter and seeing everyone talk about backwards compatibility playstation guys you hated it you make fun of us for hat for it now you gotta spend a lot of money on a mediocre list. if this was the first classic console to come out it would probably be better received even by me but the nes and the SNES are just far superior uh, in terms of quality and... Agree. What's missing? Game what would you want to see on it? On this PlayStation one? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I would like to see all the Twisted Metals that were on the OG. I'm pretty sure at least two were on the first one, right? The fir- You could say... first four... It's got to be a Tony Hawk game in there. There's yes, throw the be... Tony Hawk games on there. Throw the all the cool cool borders for me. Tomb Raider two. Right. And I understand why uh, Spyro and Crash are not on the list because yeah. they're being released mm-hmm. in other capacities. I can forget but those. But I associate Crash very closely with oh, my PlayStation. I mean, Without he was pitched as the mascot, and it's totally not here. Um, I want to say maybe. Um, I mean, they did okay with the fighting game representation with Toshinden and Tekken. I remember playing a lot of Soul Calibur, but that was probably on the Dreamcast at the time. So I'm going to take that one back. Um, I mean, um, oh, what's the other Ridge Racer? Mm-hmm. Like, there's Gran no Turismo. Yeah, Gran Turismo. How right? do you like, not have Gran Turismo? Like, that's the PlayStation mm-hmm. uh, racing game. That's their exclusive. probably right. music licensing. See, I, I do have. The, no, the, no, no, no. I don't remember that. Sorry, music. Ridge Racer. Had really awful built-in music. That's why everybody oh, put in their own CDs right. and swapped <laughs> them in and listened to half of a track of whatever '90s disc you happened to put in at that time, because the built-in music was not very good. Um, so it's not a licensing issue with that game. 
I, I can understand like some other stuff. Uh, like, no, that wasn't the case here. I, I don't, you could have put one more square game on final fantasy tactics probably would be enough for me to feel a whole lot less uh, <laughs> irritated at this list. <laughs> it, it's just not a great, I, I've got, I've got three more for you. Ape escape. Okay. That's um, a great one. About that. Tomba. I was mm-hmm. just about to say that. <laughs> as soon as you said Ape Escape, Tomba jumped into and, my head. And uh, I don't yeah. know if this was a... Don't say Sly Cooper again. I don't know again. if this was a good game or well-received, <laughs> but I remember playing the crap out of it, and it was Bomberman Fantasy Race. That, like, stood up against Mario Kart for me. No, that, that, wow. That's all you, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, that's but, Okay, you. well, Ape Escape <laughs> and Tomba for sure. That's actually something I was going to say. You know, you, obviously you can't have Crash... Why not Crash Team Racing or Crash Bash? I realized Crash Bash was probably the lesser of the two, but Crash mm-hmm. Team Racing was actually a good kart racer, and it's it's not the best now, but it's it's not horrible. Right. If you want that Crash representation, that would have been a great game to put on here. Yep. Hey, you know or what else what is about... missing, Michelle? We'll see if I, you're I'm say curious it. if if you're going to say what I was just thinking because a couple more popped into Go my ahead. head too. Uh, I have two. Mm-hmm. Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. Which is probably one of my favorite games ever. I, I wouldn't even say probably it is one of my favorite games ever. Uh, what we've received recently, or PlayStation 4 gamers have received recently, is that port of the PSP version of like Rondo of Blood, which takes out some of the graphical effects and stuff. So there's another you know, missed opportunity. Uh, and Silent Hill. Well, I forgot there's no Silent, Silent Hill. Hill. <laughs> the Silent Hill oh. and Resident Evil were kind of franchises that grew up with each other starting on the PlayStation. And neither, you know, Resident Evil's present, but no no Silent Hill. I mean, I guess you only want one horror game, but yeah, Silent Hill. your favorite Hill game you're one. forgetting. No, you, you get two fighter games and one horror game? That seems arbitrary. Oh, I, have a, I found <laughs> a couple more. My, the whole list is arbitrary. Here you go, L. Um, these two are in your wheelhouse, too. I think Uh-oh. I played this... Which is why I'm bringing it up. WCW Nitro. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, probably the best. I remember. Probably that. the best uh, wrestling game ever. Uh, the Simpsons wrestling. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but there, there's so many. Now, now that we're talking about Parappa the Rappers, there it is. There? That's the one I was going to say. That got a remaster, <laughs> so I can see them. Not it did get a remaster, but even there was there was another game called Guitaru Man that came out later. Oh no, it was PlayStation Two. I'm going to take that back. So, um, I'm Jammer Lammy. <laughs> right, the sequel. I'm Jammer Lammy. That that could be on there. That's another. That, but good that's choice why I that say was... why stop at twenty overlooked I bet you if there's 50 titles it's people go nuts because you can i guess in theory you could potentially repackage it again um soul reaver soul reaver was another favorite of mine during favorite of mine during that time i played a lot of playstation one um and there's just a lot missing i mean i don't know exactly how popular it was but jersey devil i know was a relatively big game uh something i would have loved this scene i don't i know it got good scores back then i i don't don't know how popular it was. Probably my all-time favorite game, Future Cop LAPD. I would have loved to have seen that on there. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to take crap for this. I know I am. <laughs> but so many people have a good memory of it. Digimon World 1. <laughs> I know I'm going to take crap for that. I know I am. But anyone you know that I've ever talked to, when they think of the PlayStation 1 and they like, and they like that kind of stuff, you know, they like 
that game. That was one of the first mm-hmm. uh, introductions to that series or that um, that franchise. I should I should say that's not on there. That that would have been a huge nostalgia yeah. thing. Uh, remember when yeah. we played games for fun? Oh. I know. Yeah, no, you know, another huge nostalgia thing. And again, I understand it's exclusion, but if you wanted to include a game that might get some people to go, wow, that's a interesting choice uh, that wouldn't have come right off the top is Klonoa Door to Phantom Isle, which I'm doubting anyone else here has played. I have no idea but what it that was, even is. <laughs> it was awesome. It was, it, there was a sequel released on the Wii, I want to say, um, but it was uh, Namco, you know, kind of attempting to have a more modernized mascot. It's very much in the you know, 2D platformer vein, but it's phenomenal. It's one of the best games in that genre. I think pretty it's regarded as one of the best games on the PlayStation 1. Um, and it's also it's just there, there are lots of other choices that could have made this list. Uh, you putting the Grand Theft Auto game in there is great, but Grand Theft Auto didn't really hit its stride till three. Yeah, so it's it's a little bit of a weird inclusion, uh, and I don't know if that's to like, ha, huh, surprise, fool you. It's not really the Grand Theft Auto you know. Yeah, it could um, be name recognition. Right. I thought of another really big franchise that had five games on the PlayStation, that, and you could have added any of them. Tomb Raider. Yes. Yeah, I think El mentioned Tomb Raider too. Oh, I didn't hear. I didn't hear it just earlier. Say but this is exactly the problem, That's right? Huge. That there are all these great games. That um, obviously, I loved Final Fantasy VII. I know I'm in the rare camp of people who played Final Fantasies before seven and really enjoyed it. <laughs> but Sui Koden um, is a phenomenal PlayStation One only, and especially the second entry in that franchise. Wild Arms made the list, so I had some hope. Um, but no, it, it, there's just great choice after great choice after great choice that that got left off the list. Yep. PlayStation, you suck. No. <laughs> oh no, let's not, let's not go there. Let's not go there. They do. Nah, uh, I'm just, I'm Microsoft gamers would would trade a PlayStation Classic for the kind of first party catalog of uh, new and exciting games that Sony has been putting out this generation. There's been some solid stuff coming out for Xbox now, but uh, when you have a God of War game sitting over there and the new Spider Man title. Uh, things like the last guardian there's a lot going on that's really good yeah in I'm playstation okay. camp um but the playstation classic is not one of them no not at all you guys got anything else you want to say i mean they could have had my money but uh maybe maybe the they'll have another shot at it next time let's see if they screw up the playstation 2 classic see i have even less nostalgia <laughs> for that because i'd moved to xbox at the time good luck all right guys that'll about do it for us if you enjoyed the show please like and review us. And don't forget to smash that subscribe button if you haven't already done so. You can follow us at all the normal places, you know, we're we're everywhere at our gamer tags. Be sure to follow and tweet the show on Twitter at Achievements101. You can follow the Mixer page at Achievement underscore hunting underscore 101 underscore podcast. Long ass Mixer title. And lastly, join in the conversation. Let us know what you think about the PlayStation Classic, Red Dead Redemption, in our Discord, discord.io slash AH101. We have an entire channel right now dedicated to Red Dead. We know you're playing it. Everyone's playing it. It's the game of the decade. We have our channel. You can talk spoilers or not. But 
yeah, join in a conversation. Let us know about whatever. All right, guys. Talk to you next week. See ya. Bye. Bye. Five, four, three, two, one. Sequential segment with Matriarch and Del Royal MJ. Previously on a very sequential segment. The labor disputes heated up as M staged a silent protest of her working conditions as X and Elroy, love that guy, pushed on alone for the second straight time as they discussed the top protagonists that you would not t- want to hang out with because of the achievements you would have have to get while being with said individuals. The list features some soda drinkers, some golf losers, some fast cars, amazing puns, and some jerk octopuses. So, we figured we'd do the exact opposite this week. Hmm. Pleasantries? Hey, Em. Hey, Elroy. Hey, Em. Elroy. Hey, X. Hey, Elroy. Or, you're Elroy. Hey, X. Are we, we did this last week. <laughs> <laughs> so... I'm just going to go right into it. Let's do it. Imagine a friend comes over to your house and begs to do your dishes. I don't know about you, but I could use a friend like that. Not only do they do dishes, but they frequently make you food like tropical fruit smoothies, cakes, pancakes, kebabs, and then they do the dishes for you. That's right. This week's honorable mention goes to the chefs from Overcooked 1 and 2. If you're unfamiliar with Overcooked, it's basically kitchen simulator, except those kitchens are moving and doing their best to make your life miserable as a chef. They are, in my opinion, though, some of the best co-op games out there. In fact, they're so much fun that Kelsey, my lovely fiancé who doesn't really mind playing games with me when I ask but never actually wants to play them, she cleared our schedules for the weekend when Overcooked 2 came out. Just so we could play for two straight days and finish it right off the bat. In fact, keep her there now. (laughs) Heck yeah. She actually wrote the intro prior to me announcing Overcooked 1 and 2 because she likes the game so much. Awesome. Wow. So, anyway, why would these chefs be awesome to hang out with other than the fact that they do your dishes? The short answer Mm -hmm. is they would make cooking and kitchen life and every, you know, culinary aspect pretty awesome. Using a mix of both games, mix, that's supposed to be a kitchen joke (laughs) using a mix of both games kitchens include things like washing dishes as we said again i don't know about you guys but my humble little apartment we don't actually have a dishwasher Mm -hmm. so twice a week we have to do dishes and it takes about an hour each and we alternate who does it so every other week i end up doing two hours of dishes so these guys they just do that for you that would that would save a lot of time for that, you know, G-Task tourney thingy. That's two hours. That's like two Neo Geo games right there. <laughs> Another achievement is for putting out a kitchen fire. Now, I generally consider myself to be a pretty good chef, so that's not really a concern for me, but I do know people that do set their kitchens on fire, like my old neighbors. Sweet uh, Foxy Brown, too, now. Lord Jesus, there's a fire. A fire. So, for these people... I grab my shoes. Jesus, I set your possum on fire. <laughs> And your kitchen. Anyway, for people who set their kitchens on fire, these chefs would be pretty great friends. There's another achievement for throwing away leftovers and, you know, discarded plates and or dishes and whatnot. So they do all the cleanup for you. After I eat, it's really nice just to let your plate sit and not do anything with it. But then it gets, like, funky and flies and ugh, we don't want that. So you wouldn't have to worry about that. Uh, wouldn't have to worry about that with these guys. What else is there? There's an achievement for chopping an obscene amount of items. I think it's, like, chop 800 items or something. Since they chop so much stuff, they obviously like the prep work, which is my least favorite part of cooking. Basically, 
these chefs would make everything surrounding eating and cooking much easier and more efficient. What else is there, though? These chefs go on some pretty awesome adventures, some pretty rad vacations, as achievements include cooking on a pirate ship, the roof of a motorhome, the Arctic, a haunted forest, space, the beach, a crazy scientist's house with portals, and even hell. You get to cook in hell. So, uh, Are you cooking for banjo? <laughs> well, if you've ever said it's hot as hell in your kitchen, now you know. Hey, hey. <laughs> so, I don't know about you guys, but... Easy vacation, or fun, that, well, I butchered that one. Fun vacation, easy cleanup, free food. For these reasons, the crew from Overcooked serves themselves up as our honorable mention. Man. Very nice. You really dished that out. <clears throat> oh. Ho-ho. <laughs> Man. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. So, I think that leads us into number five. Now, when I was thinking about putting this list together my first thought that i went to and i they can attest was the old protagonist that well howells had a special spot in my heart and that was duke nukem i thought man this guy is the ultimate bro and it is quite an adventure that he goes on in Duke Nukem Forever with all the story-based achievements, and that would be a lot of fun, uh, you know, work out with a guy and such and so forth. But then I realized, uh, you know, he might quickly get me in trouble with the amazing Kelly Kelly. Yeah, his <laughs> lifestyle is not very uh, conducive for a married uh, folks such as myself. <laughs> and also, in looking at the list, the achievements are not as glamorous as I once remembered. For example, the turd burglar achievement for grabbing some poo out of the toilet. That's not really anything I want to be a part of. Although there's a lot of students at the school I work at that are quite proficient in that. As well as juiced and substance abuser for taking steroids and for taking steroids while drinking beer. So I am all about those hashtag legit gains, not all those hashtag artificial gains. So, ultimately, Duke, I'm sorry, but I don't think we can be bros. Aw. Thus, yeah. Poor Duke. He's missing out. So, it hurt me to say that. So, I'm in search for who will be my bro. 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 (laughs) Wait a minute. How could I have forgotten? One of my favorite scenes in video game history. (laughs) Look. Look no further than Tales from the Broderlands, Season (laughs) 1, Episode 2, Chapter 3, A Plan Comes Together, where Reese and Vaughn are out in the desert, and then they're later flying on the back of Loaderbot and giving each other optional, you don't have to, bro fists, and broing it up. Who wouldn't want to be a part of that as you unlock A Plan Came Together, worth 20 whole gamer score for completing chapter 3 of episode 2 of season 1 of Tales from the Broderlands. In fact, who wouldn't want to be a part of that fantastic and hysterical journey that they go on in all of Pandora? You sneak into the racetrack, you avoid detection from the psychos, then racing around the track with a bunch of dovetail Euro fishing meth heads chasing you. It's quite the adventure. My biggest concern, however, was being the fifth wheel. So if I'm going to hang out with these protagonists, I don't want to feel like I'm a a fifth wheel. 
So Reese and Fiona, they kind of paired off, and Sasha and Vaughn got a little magic going on. And Like, where would I fit in? Nobody likes a fifth wheel. However, where there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> and I almost forgot my bro, Loaderbot, <laughs> who tags along with him. He tags along with him mm-hmm. as a fifth wheel himself. So it would only be natural that I would gravitate towards him or her, or whatever it is. And let me tell you that he, she, it would be a hell of a guy to be friends with. Loyal to a fault. Witty. I mean, (laughs) who can forget all those loader bot zings? I mean, and I would know that he would have my back as we tackled all those chivos together. Now that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. So even though I know in the back of my mind that our adventures will not continue on into the future, given that our future hasn't been written and it now it won't be. Rest in out. peace. Yeah. <laughs> this ragtag group on Pandora gets my approval and tells from the border lands in the number five spot. You, you weren't sure if it was the border terrain? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just uh, waiting for the day that one of our lists is preceded by a soundtrack of X and I just just sighing, sighing and sighing. <laughs> oh, with that, let's uh, move on to number four, because I'm a little rusty and it's been a couple weeks, so transitioning is going to take a little while to get back to top level. You got this. You got <clears throat> right, this. Thank you. Thank you. And we're not—we're not even going to ask you who you preferred better, the panel or us. Ooh, I mean, well, obviously it's us. So that's, um... I have to have that discussion with you off mic. <laughs> <laughs> that means we know the answer. Mm, or do you? So for number four, I'm going to discuss Brutal Legend. But before we move on, I just want everyone listening who's played Brutal Legend to just take a deep breath. Now, have either of you played Brutal Legend? I have not actually. No deep breath needed. All right, sweet. So I'm just going to take a deep breath myself. Now, did you take your deep breath? Did you let it go? Let it go. Okay. Oh, God, you didn't say let it go. I thought I was going to explode. <laughs> Good. Well, don't explode. That's that's a whole different game. So we're not here to discuss the type of game that Brutal Legend is. If you know anything about Brutal Legend, people get all up in arms because it's a decent action-adventure game, but a not-so-decent real-time strategy game. And that's not what we're talking about here this week, right? We're talking about how cool it would be to hang out with the heroes and the protagonists and Eddie Riggs would be a pretty amazing guy to hang out with. At least I think so. I mean, first of all, he is voiced by Jack Black. So, you know, if you love or hate Jack Black, that might color how you feel about our man, Eddie Riggs here. Eddie Riggs is a roadie and that in itself is pretty cool, right? If you're traveling with Eddie Riggs, the roadie, you're going to be traveling the world, hearing live music regularly and allegedly getting paid for it sometimes. And that seems like a pretty good deal. Now, of course, things do take a turn for Eddie and he goes on all these awesome adventures and that's where you come in and it's awesome to get to join him the two of you go on this magical journey where you not only get to the privilege of learning about this awesome metal landscape that he wakes in uh, wakes up in and x i think you would appreciate all that given your own musical proclivities um but you get to do 
So you get to travel this land and meet all these metal luminaries like Ozzy Osbourne and Lemmy from Motorhead because I didn't want to attempt pronouncing his last name or at least his name. Killmeister. Killmeister. Lemmy Killmeister. <laughs> I figured you'd come The in. Ace of Spades! There we go. Sorry. So how awesome is this, right? You get to hang out with, with Lemmy, you get to hang out with Ozzy, and they help you get achievements too. So if you want to earn that loyal customer achievement for buying all the stuff in the Motorforge, you have to go speak to Ozzy Osbourne. Multiple times after earning lots of money, but you still get to speak to Ozzy Osbourne. Also, in good news for the ex the heroes of the world, there's an achievement for learning all the guitar solos. You hear that, musicians? Hang out with Eddie Riggs, and you earn gamer score for learning all the guitar solos. I mean, hopefully it doesn't mean like all of them, all of them, but if it does, that just means more time playing music. So that makes hanging out with this particular protagonist a not so brutal task and lands him on our list this week. The Ace of Spades! <laughs> I'm pretty sure to do a um, Lemmy impression, you, you just don't open your teeth. You just oh. sing with your teeth closed. <laughs> oh, but, okay. Yeah, you know, I, I must say that, that that nominee seems a little rigged. Ugh. Oh, man, I, I missed this so much. <laughs> so much. Did you, though? <laughs> we'll have that discussion <laughs> off mic. <laughs> uh, no, I think we need to have that one on mic. <laughs> Intervention time. <sighs> Speaking of gritting teeth. Oh, nicely done. <laughs> Actually, I don't think it was because it has literally nothing to do with Sunset Overdrive. But this week's number three goes to Sunset. I guess you could drink soda through your teeth, but uh, whatever. I can only Draw really begin to describe this game as the sick, twisted, bizarre love child of Tony Hawk, Jet Set Radio, and Ratchet and Clank. But it's actually a pretty darn cool game with a pretty darn cool protagonist. Part of what makes this protagonist so cool is that you kind of get to design what they look like, how they dress, what kind of guns they use, how they play, so it's sort of like an extension of yourself. So what is the goal of this game? I'm going to uh, sound like a little bit of broken record here, but the short version is there's this cool new soda, uh, and everyone who drinks it turns into a zombie, and it's your job to destroy them all. So did you notice the trend? Because this marks the third straight episode where one of my choices Involves you destroying everything and causing general mayhem and destruction. We had the goats, and then we had your avatar mm -hmm. from Forza Horizon 4, and now we got Sunset Overdrive, dude, or female, because I played as a female because I don't want to look at dude ass all day, but whatever. I suppose you could say general mayhem and destruction is a hobby of mine. So, what would hanging out with this dear sweet protagonist involve? I'm going to go through the achievements in list fashion like I did last week. So, shall we? We shall. Yes, X, we shall. <laughs> Oh, you guys are great. <laughs> so in no particular order, here we go. First off, there's an achievement that literally tells you destroy blimps just because you can. That is the actual description. Just because you can. So it sounds mildly dangerous, but it also sounds awesome. The next one is for killing 15,000 zombies. Who doesn't love a good zombie slaughter? Especially when you have cool guns. Like, actually really cool guns, such as the Flaming Compensator, which is a shotgun with a scrotum attached to it that's on fire. <laughs> the Hardcore Hammer, the Propane Launcher, the Shorty Shotty, and my personal favorite, the AKFU. <laughs> Collect 250 fashion items. I enjoy mixing up my wardrobe, so sounds like it might be, might be a nice shopping weekend. Perhaps not the most manly thing, but, you know, we could sip on some PSLs while browsing. That's short for pumpkin spice latte for you troglodytes who didn't know. Another achievement is for defacing 40 billboards with graffiti. Now, I'm not a vandal or a hooligan, but it seems like it'd be pretty fun, no? Just, why not? What would we spray paint? Why, the TAH 101 logo, of course, on the first one. Oh, yeah. 
Of course. And then on the second one, a big old picture of Elroy, probably eating a possum or something. I don't know. <laughs> I was about to ask, is this Elroy with fire in the background? Is this Elroy pointing at his second place finish in the 5K this weekend? Which Elroy are we speaking? Either, either one would be more acceptable. But then the third one has to be my Taco Bell cheese face. So. Oh, yeah. All right, excellent. Still that was good. Still was waiting strong. on that one. <laughs> ah. Come on, Rocker. Yeah, right? What are you doing? Not like you edit podcasts all today or something. <laughs> uh, anyway, destroy 150 security cameras because we don't need the government spying on us, watching and listening to everything we do, which actually, uh, give me give me one sec, guys. Alexa, order another 40 kilograms of Russian plutonium. All right, cool. I'm back. So, yeah, we don't need government wiretaps or anything like that. So destroy those security cameras. On a more mellow note. Sunset City, it's also kind of a beautiful place, especially with the cell-shaded graphics, and there are 20 super-secret sightseeing locations in the whole city, and your character finds them all for an achievement. So, you know, that'd be pretty cool, pretty serene, some nice views. Basically, if you want to hang out with this protagonist, you would be in for a pretty rad adventure, which would prove to be almost as much fun as wrestling a bear who stole your money. So in closing, <laughs> I wanted to end with a sunset pun, and I spent all night looking for one before it finally dawned on me. <laughs> nice. Well, I don't know if you if you hear that rumbling. That's me. That's uh, that's that's Kelly getting home. She has like a forty five minute commute, so she's probably really overdrive being. Wow, I give that you was a, like a lot of work, like an E for effort. <laughs> yeah, no, she she actually did just get home, but yeah, yeah. Number two. Now, make it rain, the love of money. In this gem of a game, it's all about making it rain. There is both a Windows 8 and a Windows Phone edition of it, so you can stack it Yes. for 400 entire gaming <laughs> score. Woo! I just heard Elroy have an aneurysm on air. <laughs> little vessel just popped. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, 400 gamer score. Yeah, pretty exciting. So, to fully appreciate this game, all you need is to have a touch screen or a script on your Windows 8 device and just start swiping away. Money everywhere. Woo! Money. The protagonist throws away bills after bills after bills. Now, after a few hours, this guy goes from just being your, you know, normal run run of the mill guy that's making it rain with some singles, to making it rain with hundies and beyond. Now, I'm not sure how deep you know, the relationship that I would you know, have with this, this person, I'm not sure how deep it would go, but who cares? I just want to be one of his boys that knew him before he made it big time, because this guy is a winner. In a matter of hours, he goes from nothing, and pretty soon he is popping the entrepreneur Chivo for getting his first million dollar bill, which I didn't even know existed. <laughs> Some of these money achievements, they don't make much sense. Sense. But oh, I, like, I, I actually didn't get that. One. Oh, man. <laughs> I thought, I, yeah, I had to reemphasize it there for uh, some of us. Uh, X has hit his pun oh, limit for the word. day. That's yeah. embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> he can only sigh at so yeah. many things. You're like, wait, why is him? Why, why is him? You know, sighing. Uh, oh, oh. Yeah. Okay, but I digress. Soon he will have the nine figures, Chivo, for making his 
first billion. Child's play for this winner. The Rockefeller Achievement is not far behind for making his first billion billion. The Make It Shower Achievement is awarded once he is making $50 billion Oof. per second. Again, he Pocket isn't done. Change. He isn't done. He is moving on to the Make It Flood Achievement for making, wait for it, 5,000 million billion <laughs> per second. <laughs> now, I'm not sure if he lives in a country like Venezuela, which is not to be confused with Vuvuzuela, but a country that such as that where inflation's an issue and it goes through the roof, so maybe 5,000 million billion isn't really that impressive. I was under the impression that these Chivos were in good old Merca USD. But it's not all about the money. This guy has influence and power. He spearheaded getting a robot elected president. I cannot prove it, but I think it was Loderbot. Nice <laughs> <laughs> time. Yeah. In any case, he has connections, and I am sure that by hanging out with this amazingly successful individual, that one of a couple things would happen. Best case scenario, we become bros and have a Reese and Vaughn moment while flying on the back of our future president. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure at that point. <laughs> you see what I did there? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I am sure at that point he could probably spare his earnings from a couple seconds' work and I'd be set for life. No job in the way while Chibo hunt. Be good. Life's good. Middle case scenario I see what he's doing and learn from his ingenious business ways and replicate them in my life. Invest in the same thing. Study what he does. I don't know. <clears throat> My voice, Lord. Oh. Going through puberty down there? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think I'm back. Sorry about that. I, that was... Rocker, make me sound good. Okay. <laughs> make him sound like Loderbot. <laughs> <laughs> in worst case scenario... I would be like a dog with scraps. I would be hanging out around with him, picking up all the money that flies out of his hands as he indulges in his addiction to making it rain constantly. It's not a healthy habit, y'all. It could I, I could definitely live comfortably from such earnings that he's just throwing on the ground. But it might be a little uneasy because it would be problematic if we were like in an often populated area where others would be competing for said scraps or in windy areas where it would be like one of those cash grab boosts. Regardless, the weather is always change, Ian. Okay. Change. Okay, we're getting. I, we're getting. I got it. It wasn't very okay, good, okay. but we're I got it. So, it's, it's okay. Yeah. So I am sure I would still get mine, and it's for these reasons that the protagonist of Make It Rain reigns in the number two spot. Very cool. I I would not have even considered that because there's no like. It's not like there's a character there. So well well done thinking outside. Somebody's swiping. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. And and speaking of uh making it rain, I suppose, we're gonna go on to our number one who 
Makes it rain bullets, if nothing else, I suppose. Uh, See, that was a quality transition. You still Uh, got it, I just had to work back up to it. So, (laughs) number one. Now, maybe this is cheating just a little bit. But when thinking about all the great protagonists across the different types of media you can possibly hang out with, it's hard to come up with someone cooler than Deadpool. He has a game available, so it worked out for this list. And not only does he have one game available, it stacks, so you can play it twice. And unlike, is it, worth, is it worth 400 gamer uh, score? You rain gamer score too. You get the full 2,000 if you get through it all. Whoa. 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 Easy now. So now it would be easy in considering Deadpool to just say, listen, he's a cool dude. You get to break the fourth wall, commit acts of wanton violence, and eat chimichangas to your heart's content. Uh, why wouldn't Deadpool be your number one pick? Guys? I, I'm just saying he sounds a lot like a goat. <laughs> <laughs> but... We do have a standard to uphold here, and the standard is the fun you'd have getting achievements with this protagonist. And, well, let's just take a look at this and make sure that he qualifies. So, list-based reason number one. Generosity. Now, Deadpool isn't the nicest person at face value. He's an anti-hero, right? So he's not running around just doing good. He's not a do-gooder. He just does what works for him. And we get that. But if we learn anything from following him, it's not that he has a heart of gold. He doesn't, but that he can occasionally have his heart in the right place. And what better evidence is that than the fact that the game hands you not one, but two achievements just for starting it. Now take that, the Simpsons game. You're not the only press start achievement in town, and this one is twice as nice. List base reason number two. There's just so much fun to be had. If you're hanging out with Deadpool while going for achievements, you're rewarded for just checking out all the junk in his house. I literally, that's what the achievement description says. Check out the junk in his house. Normally, things like watching TV, playing the guitar, and petting your dog are things we do because we want to delay the things we really need to do, like the dishes that take us two hours every other week. (laughs) But in Deadpool, you can fourth wall clap back, chill mom, spouse, housemate, or other person or entity in my house that I might be living with. This is important. I need an achievement. Before grabbing a cold slice of pizza and a cold beer all in the name of earning that achievement. List-based reason number three, food. There are amazing, <clears throat> there are achievements, pardon me, for eating 100 tacos and cooking 1,000 pancakes. Uh, yes, please. Um, all right, stop looking so disappointed. Are these, uh, are these Taco Bell tacos? Uh, they can be. Yeah, can't you like win an Xbox or something? I was like just going to say, so wait, wait, wait. <laughs> so this achievement at Super Meta, you have to buy 100 boxes which gives you a hundred chances to win this Xbox. See? Why wouldn't you want to hang out with Deadpool? And then, of course, finally, if you're tired of hearing me go on about Deadpool and just don't agree, there's even a benefit for you, as the game grants you an achievement simply for turning the dialogue volume down to zero. <laughs> That's pretty cool, Ingenious. actually. Hmm. Well, that... Does Is there an Elroy achievement for that? Just turn his puns down to zero? <laughs> Is there a pun slider? You're breaking the fourth wall. Just as a reminder, (laughs) make sure to change out all the air filters in your house and to subscribe to our show. Make sure to send in your taxes and also send us any feedback you might have. Taxation is theft. (laughs) You can probably find some loose change in the couch and you can probably find us in the usual spots. Matriarch, X the Hero, and Elroy OMJ. Love that guy. <laughs> on point, on the TA, on the Xbox, on a boat, or with a goat, on a plane, 
or with a train. And that leads us into your quickie list of the week. I just, I'm going to cut you off, but I don't even know what to say. I just, what, what does this guy even do? Like, Elroy, like, come on. Uh, is this the part where I'm supposed to say, let the countdown to our next list begin now? Because, Elroy, it, it doesn't actually begin now. It, huh. The listeners, they need time to process. They need, yeah. you know, think oh. about what we're going to do. They don't even know what the next list is going to be. Like, it can't begin now. So here's what I'm thinking. Thanks again for listening. Hopefully you've enjoyed listening to us as much as we'd enjoy hanging out with these protagonists. So go ahead and have a blast and let the countdown to our next list begin in an amount of time that is appropriate for you to have processed and thought about all the things we just said, which would be different for every individual, as all individuals are unique in their thinking, and some will require more time than others, but in any case, likely to begin soon. Wow. Damn. Hmm. I guess it's easier just to say now. Best apples. Honorable mention red delicious number three. Fuji number two gallon number one. Obviously the Honeycrisp. You really just wanted to work that in. <laughs> Can someone turn my volume back up now? I <laughs> <laughs> like them apples. Ah. There we go. We found the right one. Okay. Are we done whispering now? Why are we whispering? Okay. We don't know. Pale here, warning you that this quickie of the week requires four controllers. Toto Temple Deluxe is an obscure indie local only multiplayer 2D platforming party game with plenty of easy game score and TA, but it also has one of the most difficult achievements I have ever encountered, making the completion very unlikely. Start off with connecting four controllers and finish the multiplayer achievements with the possible exception of I have seen everything, which can be time consuming and confusing to obtain. Proceed to get all the tokens in the target challenges, and if you haven't reached a stellar score before finishing, the easiest one is probably the bubble babble level. Once you've finished these fairly simple tasks and unlocked the code protected cameo, you should be at 8 out of 10 achievements worth 750 game score and 1700 TA. This should take you between 1 to 3 hours unless you get stuck collecting the target challenge tokens. The previously mentioned I have seen everything is worth 100 game score and more than 550 TA, but since I've found no guides for it, it is difficult to discover all the medals required. Toto Temple Deluxe's most difficult achievement is called Stellar and requires you to get a stellar score in every target challenge. This is incredibly difficult and only three people on TA have managed to do it. The Stellar achievement can technically be obtained in less than 30 minutes, but it will likely take you many many hours to perfect the levels. 
I will be very surprised if even a few more gamers manage to get this 200 gamer score achievement worth almost 2000 TA. How did I get through this quickie without mentioning the GOAT? <laughs>